Welcome to Running Out of Space, and get ready for another episode about action figures. Look, it's a collector's niche that can't possibly be contained to one interview. There are so many different types and types that collect them. Today's guest is all about Masters of the Universe. His name is Mike Woods, and man, he is hardcore about He-Man. I've been thinking recently how action figures have become the new t-shirt, and I touch on this with Mike in today's episode. So if that's true, and action figures are the new t-shirt, then Masters of the Universe is like a Van Halen 1984 tour tee. I'm talking real gold standard stuff here today with Mike Woods, and I have the power. Ugh, that was bad. Let's get to the interview. Okay, I guess we should start from the top. You're a Masters of the Universe figure collector. You have uh, an entire basement filled with almost every iteration of the line. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, I try to, I guess you would say, I I kind of focus on international um, variants and stuff like that. You know, the the main goal is to uh, get all the figures from around the world, including the U.S., but I do other stuff as well. You know, I do modern stuff and merchandise, um, almost everything, honestly. When did you start with Masters of the Universe? Um, well, I collected it as a kid, and I would say I really started slowly getting back into it um, as an adult around 2013. And what sparked it in 2013? So... Um, I've always been just like a like a knickknack collector, you know, like just anywhere, you know, I work or like I live, I just surround myself with stuff. And it's always been knickknacks of, you know, whatever sorts of uh, art or, you know, just stuff like that. And then I got a couple figures and I was like, oh, man, it really like uh, hit like a nostalgic level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, it was like I picked up a couple more. Um I moved here to St. Louis. I moved from Jacksonville, Florida to St. Louis. And St. Louis is just like thriving with, with, uh, with toys. It's, it's insane here. And, uh, you know, I found out about a toy show. That, like, uh, it's like every three months they have this uh, really nice toy show here called the Toy Man Show. And uh, I started going to that and just kind of just one thing led to another. And I just kept going, you know, it just, you know, once I, I kind of get into stuff, I kind of get into it and kind of go a little overboard sometimes but it's so funny that um you're from florida i'm from florida too i was just telling another guest during an interview i was just talking about how for some reason florida really breeds collectors uh and that's across the board uh there's just something about the people from that state it's got good florida's got good taste that well i was getting to how nice the consignment and secondhand stores can be for for uh gem finding but there's just something about floridians and collecting and a lot of people get the they they make their big acquisitions it's always like some they, they buy things from some collector in florida somehow that state all has been working its way into my conversations more and more and i'm not surprised no yeah i mean i don't know I, you know i have a connection i'll tell i'll tell you the connection my theory off camera Okay. (laughs) I think it's just, uh, you have, you know, especially with like with toys, I think it's like the Disney um, connection somehow, like theme parks. I also think 
you know, I think there's a, mm, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the lack of, of topography. Everything's so flat. So people don't want to go outside. So they collect more. It's, it would probably be do, uh, do me good to do some research on that and take it a little bit further. I think the Disney thing is that's a pretty good theory there, you know, like just kind of with that, like childhood make-believe kind of magic, kind of like being really in your face in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you collecting anything before Masters of the Universe? Like before 2013? I mean, you said knickknacks. What are we talking here? I mean, like everything, like sneakers, artwork, you know, like just random statues and, you know, like, like the rat fink stuff a lot. And mm -hmm. I even collected some Disney stuff and, uh, but you know, just like skateboard stuff, stuff like that, you know, um, comic like, books ever. I was never into comics. Comics never did anything for me and never anything against it. Um, but just, I never read them as a kid, you know, like, uh, I, it's just never my thing. I still don't really like, it really doesn't do anything for me. No. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. I just never hit, you know? Uh-huh. You know, there's something about the Masters of the Universe line that is so iconic. And they did it all at first without any cartoon, without any comic book. When the when the figures first came out, they had those mini comic books in them. But Masters of the Universe was really just born from a toy line. And yeah. I remember when like going to the toy store when I was a little boy and Masters of the Universe first came out and it was just like man at arms, He-Man, Skeletor, Beastman, maybe Merman was in the shop. But dude, I remember exactly the moment when I walked into the toy store and I saw Masters of the Universe. I have never seen anything like it before. I mean, this was like, what, 1980? Whenever the first line came out. The, the, it came out in 82. Okay. I think it actually was released in 82. Okay, so 82. I remember walking in the toy store, seeing those, game changer. I'll never forget it. And the weird thing was that there was no cartoon before that. They just kind of dropped out of nowhere. And then the cartoon kind of rolled out. And then it was just next level. But I have such a odd relationship with it because on one hand, I love it. The characters are fantastic. The character designs are phenomenal. The toy designs were just revolutionary and so much fun and just so like, just such a spectacle to see. Um, but on the other hand, there's no mythology to it. It's like pure corporate capitalism at its finest. You know, there's oh. no, there's, there's no kind of backstory to it. It's all geared towards selling toys. Um, but there's just something about it there, that, that just continues on. And that hasn't really spoiled it for a lot of people. Totally. I mean, uh, I mean, the, you, you do see a lot of capitalism involved with, with the line specific, you know, it's like, there's a lot of like, all right, put it out there, you know, like, you know, um, but for some reason it just hit so hard with so many different people. Like they can overlook that, you know, like whether M Mattel did it on purpose or whether it just some the stars aligned, you know? Yeah, they're just so cool. I think I really think it boils down to they're just so darn cool looking. You know, yeah, like, you know, they're trying to like, like do different things with the toys, you know, because they have these other toys, but they're bringing these concepts from their other toys into the line. And just trying to they were really like, like, like pushing it with like, oh, let's have a, you know, like a figure go up and down or do this, you know, like, and I think, you know, they're just 
trying out all this stuff to see what works because if it works for this toy line, it also works for all, for all their other toy lines and they could just, you know, stack paper off of all that. Yeah. I feel like the real heart and soul is that first wave. I don't think that they've ever done better than the OGs, Beast Man, Merman, Sorceress, Evil Lynn, like just the, the, the first round. Maybe they had a second win with like Hordak and that stuff. After a while, it just seemed like, okay, well, this week we're just going to put a new weapon or we're just going to do a new paint color. Like, sure. look, if you look at Moss Man, it's like Beast Man, but like it's green now. Um, but again, uh, it, it endures. And you I, know what? I'm going to correct myself right now because I talk about this a lot. Trap Jaw is pretty badass. You, you know, I think, I think as a kid, that's right. Because when you're playing with it, eventually, because you're getting older, at the same time and then uh you know you're kind of like man this is getting stale now you know because the same it was cool but the same cool thing just keeps happening so it, it becomes stale and they try you know they tried i think as an adult collector it's completely different i love that there's like so many figures and then so many different versions of these figures and you might you might have this figure you know it's like ah you know this figure's not that cool or whatever but then you might find like a crazy version that was released in whatever country that's badass. And also now this figure is cool, you know, and it's just like, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's just like, for me, it's all about that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's cool meeting uh, masters of the universe people because there's always a different reason. And uh, there's always the, uh, there's always a different passion for a certain character. Now, I know that your handle on Instagram is buzzoff85. Is that right? Uh, 82. Yeah. 82. Okay. Buzzoff82. So you're a big fan of buzzoff, the, the B guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how did that, how did that connection happen? Um, I don't know. It was, it was kind of planned, not planned. Like, I mean, I liked them as a kid. Uh -huh. But when I first started collecting, you know, I was getting into like, like, like there's all when you collect Masters of the Universe, there's all kinds of collecting. You know, you have figures, you have comics, you have merchandise and just international. You just all different styles of collecting. And I was kind of exploring that and, you know, figuring all this stuff out. I really wanted the army like army build a figure. And because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of people doing it at the time. You know, um, I know my boy Nick was doing it with Trapjaw. I know some people was a lot of people he meant a Skeletor, but there wasn't like a whole lot of, you know, like Andy was doing it with Clawful, but there was, and Luke, there's also another buzz off collector that's like way beyond me and been doing it way long, longer. But it was kind of one of these things where I was like, I want to do this. I want an army build a figure. I think that's really cool. And I was like, well, what makes sense, you know? And then first I was like, well, financially buzz off makes sense because he was like one of the top produced figures. So that makes him the, the cheapest figure pretty much one of them and uh they're just like in every lot you see you see a buzz off and i was like well that's a good sign and i already had some cool like international buzz off figures at the time also and uh and i was like oh you know they they also come from like a race of b people and everything just kind of like linked up and then it was just like more buzz off stuff but you know and then like a big passion came for the buzz off more so in adult collecting than than the childhood collecting and you centered you you've centered your collection on Buzz Off. You'll buy other other um, other characters, but your eye is just it, zeroed in on Buzz Off, huh? 
kind of you know because i collect everything just as hard you know it's just a section of my collection is dedicated to buzz off you know and it's like anything i can find you know that i don't have i will um i have probably 120 or so like loose figures wow and and i used to pick them up every chance i get but you know i got a bunch of other long-term goals that i'm working on with with all kinds of figures and merchandise and everything so you know, you can only make so much money and put into this, you know, so it's like I got to sometimes I got to, uh, you know, it's like I'll work on this for a few months. I'll work on the buzz off for a few months. I'll like and I'll go like, oh, I'll work on some figures from Venezuela, get this collection kind of up more. Then I'll do some merchandise or some modern stuff. You know, it's like doing doing all the different stuff. I get to kind of bounce around and I, I don't lose interest. You know, I'm not it's not repetitive. I can like have like sub focuses almost, you know. Is the stuff from Venezuela cool? Is what's what what's what's so specific about that particular region and the figures that were released around there? I mean, there's so um, Masters of the Universe, aside from the United States, it was released in Venezuela, Argentina, Spain, Brazil, France, and Mexico, um, and India. All at the same time. Uh, no, different times, you, you know, uh, you, you know, some were later, some were earlier, some were along the same time. Um, up until, you know, like the early 90s, that was all kind of happening. Um, like India and Argentina, they had some later releases and stuff. And it just, you know, um, so there's different figures, for, you know, like in some some countries did like close to the whole line and some countries did smaller, you know, like maybe like 20, 30 figures. Or, or characters, I mean, you know. And is the packaging um, Yeah, everything's different on all of it. You know, some might be obscure differences, but yes, it's all it's all different. And is it, are the color paint jobs? Like the figure must be the same stock, but are they painted differently aside from the packaging? Is the, is the figure at all different? I mean, yeah, it gets insane technical from like different colors to like different injection molds markings you know like weird stuff like that but so they were made um, in different yeah. factories many different factories you know oh, you have wow. taiwan mexico usa malaysia um all over you know i mean there's there's some stuff that was made in australia and there, there, there's stuff happening all over the world with this yeah is the stuff the north american stuff the best looking <laughs> of the bunch no way what's the <clears throat> best looking of the bunch I mean, there's probably 37 different answers to that question. You, really? you know, I mean, there's really? it, it gets very deep and very technical. You know, um, I had no idea about this. So there are what 10 different He-Man figures from the first wave, depending on what region you were in. Tons. I mean, wow. there's, there was, there was, there's probably close to five or ten that was produced in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, and you could and you could tell the differences between each one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're, That's they're, deep. They're, oh, they're cool. I, I, I had no idea about this. I thought it was the one thing, and then maybe they might have put it in a different package or something. No, here, let me give you a brief. I'll make it make more sense a little bit. Cool. So this is like the the different... I don't know how to turn this around. Okay. So like you'll, you'll see here, like uh -huh. uh, this is Argentina. So you got different versions. You know, there's three Beastman, three Skeletors, three He-Mans. Uh-huh. You know, they're all different variants, you know, like uh-huh you know like you have this is a uh, camo con uh-huh uh, 
He's a popular, very. Is that the one that squirted water? I remember that guy. That squirt water out of it. Yeah, this one's like a Argentina exclusive figure, you know. Uh-huh. So it's very sought after, very very expensive figure, you know. Um, this is all where, do you, where do you require? Where do you require the Argentina stuff? I mean, I get stuff from all over the world, you know. Like, I mean, is it eBay, I, I, or do you have? Are you in like seller circles or buyer circles, collector circles, or is it mostly eBay? I mean, the, I guess you could say like the hardcore He-Man collectors, um, it's kind of small community. I mean, it's, it's big, but it, everyone knows everyone, you know? So, you know, once you get a couple years in, you just kind of network and you meet people and, um, you know, it's kind of like the stronger your network is, the better your collection is, you know? Cause yeah. of, like, I have a lot of friends in Venezuela, I have friends in Argentina, you know? And like, I mean, I'll get figures from different countries from different countries you, you know like i'll get an argentina figure from sweden you know or like yeah. crazy stuff and how, like many, how many how many pieces in total is your collection how many i have no like how many how much masters of the universe stuff uh, the figures we'll go with figures first hundreds i have no clue wow <laughs> and then you also have merch and when you say merch like glassware bed sheets notebooks pencils all that stuff yeah everything that's amazing uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, my bathroom is set up. You know, I got all like the bathroom stuff, the toothbrushes, and the cups, and all that in there. And what has I been mean, the most? What has been the most difficult to acquire? We'll go. We'll go with the merch first. So in Sweden, they have this. It's like a reflector on a string, and it has Skeletor's face on it. It's called Reflexor. And uh, there's three three known in the world, I believe, of these displays. And my buddy Ronnie um he lives in stockholm and he was like yeah you know come get it and i'll sell it to you and uh i saw me and my wife we packed up and we went to sweden and he sold it to me so uh, you know that's kind of like one of one of the funnest uh little things i've done with that you know i'll kind of show you here uh-huh. it is so this box right there that's the that's that comes from sweden right there oh wow and this is uh the reflector so it's a store just it's like a display that carries these reflectors here that is a killer rendition of skeletor i love that yeah that's pretty cool that looks like a weird like traditional tattoo almost huh similar something like that yeah that's cool what is it about masters of the universe that gets people and is it is it the sword and and sandal type of fantasy world that that gets people but it's low impact because it's not like the complicated world building of dungeons and dragons or even the the um investment that you have to make in comics like what is it about masters of the universe that gets a certain crowd of people um i mean that's also that's you know that's a hard question obviously but i think um, for you in particular because you said you're not into comics are you into dungeons and dragons no, you know, I never I never really got into that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. I really enjoy the artwork and stuff. I just like like growing up, I was like like a skateboard punk rock kid. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as I was old enough, like 12, 13 years old, I got on a skateboard and that was that was done. You know, that was it. Nothing else really mattered yeah. until later in my life. Um, but I think like the appeal to He-Man was just this like the power, you know, he's like a good guy um he wasn't violent you know like like you might get a bop or some shit like that you know but he wasn't like ripping dudes heads off or like he wasn't killing people or 
no one's getting hurt, you know? And I think that was like, and there's like a real comic relief, like the bad guy's like real scary, but then he talks ridiculously silly. You know, and I think that's like, it just really hits with people, you know? It's just the power of everything. Like, I think like the colors, the energy, and it's just like all that stuff as a kid you think of, it's like, oh, I'd love to fly. I'd love to have these guns and these weapons. It is this fun stuff that like an 80s kid, yeah, you know, would like appeal to, you know, the colors, it just stands out and it's just wild. You know, it's wild, you know, like it's just, it's cool. And I could see the skate affiliation, especially with the villains in He-Man. There is some, there is kind of like a punk and metal quality to the approach of the villains with you yeah know, you know like you have a skeleton man with a hood you have like a beast man that you know the only thing that they're missing is you know like an eddie eddie character like an iron maiden type of dude but you know you had yeah. like those rogues that look pretty sinister totally you know but like at the same time they were like funny you know they weren't yeah. like like you don't see a skeleton man that's like scary you see him as like oh this dude's you know you think eyes oh, rad or something yeah, like yeah, yeah. Those ones, you know <laughs> did you get so did you get into he-man through the cartoon were you a kid and you saw the cartoon you're like i need to have the toys yeah you know um i was born in 82 so i was a little late to it you know but um it's still popping i remember like still in stores and like mm-hmm. my family didn't have a lot of money and uh it was like oh you go to the store and you can pick one you know so i had to like go through all and like see which one i really wanted yeah but by the way they were what two bucks three bucks back then yeah totally yeah that's what i mean you know um but uh, were you going going to villains first when your parents were like all right you get one would you go uh he-man and heroes or would you go to straight to the villains when i was a kid i didn't really have a method i was just like oh that's cool i want that one you know like and i just kept getting them you know and like i have some at my mom's house Asked him at my grandma's house and stuff, you know, and uh, I would watch the cartoon and it kind of like coincided together, you know, it's just like, yes. I played with them and watched the, car- the cartoon was on like religiously, yes. like it was like always on TV, I feel like, you know, so it's like, and I just watched it every time I saw it on, it's just like, I just watched it every time, you know. This points to my love and hate with He-Man and Masters of the Universe is that I too love the cartoon. The cartoon was great. But the problem is you're sitting there and your your imagination is getting flexed by the cartoon. And then you see your heroes during the cartoon, like the commercial break, they're selling you the action figure that's premiering in the cartoon that week. And it's just the connection between like consumerism and fantasy, like just the mixing of that. I feel as I've gotten older and I've kind of been able to look back at it, it just, it seems... Some, there's there's something rotten about it, you know? I mean, it's, they're definitely brainwashing you and shoving it down your throat and, uh, you know, like making the kids want it and to tell their parents, I need this or whatever, yeah. you know? But still, they, the characters endure. For some reason, the characters endure. And, and I hate to say some reason, the real reason is they're great characters, regardless if there's no mythology. Like, I would love to see some more origin stuff on Beastman or Merman. There's been stuff with Skeletor, but I feel like that's kind of been retconned, right? Like yeah. the whole, the, 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 who is it, Keldor or whatever, this, yeah. whoever, whoever that, that backstory is. It was always kind of hinted, but I feel like they've developed that more concretely over time. Totally. You know, I think, you know, a lot of that, the, the 200X storyline is, is now like, you know, people kind of consider some of that, you know, like, part of the he-man line now like the keldor stuff and all yeah. that so what's 200x what's that 
That was that's the that's the line from um the two thousand the early two thousands. Is that like the space one? No, that was after the space one. Oh. Uh, like the real uh I think it was maybe the four horsemen. I think that's when they started getting involved or something. It's like real like just more detailed figures, you know. Oh, you're talking about the toy designers, the four horsemen? Yeah, yeah. So I, Yeah, you know, they did some really good ones. Now that's right. Do you have any of those? I have one. You know, I like it's what the one they call Disco Skeletor. But uh-huh. that line I don't particularly like. I don't like all the like crazy detail, that that hyper detail stuff. I like the that simple kind of eighties look. Yeah. So I just think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a holy grail that you're pursuing right now? Is there a, is there a Masters of the Universe figure out there that you don't have that you're you're constantly looking for at a good price? Yeah, tons. There's tons. You know, I have I have a lot of figures, like a lot of figures. But there's you know, like there's so many more. Like, I mean, not not including like variants and stuff like that. I still need like ninety to a hundred figures to check wow. off the list. And I have, like I said, I have a lot. So yeah, there's always, there's a lot of figures. There's a lot of really, really expensive figures. So it's just. What's not- the most expensive figure out there? Like what is the, the cream of the crop when it comes to He-Man collectors? That, I mean, there's, there's so many different things that okay. it would have to almost be like a category. Okay. Um, I mean, most people would say like in the figures, you know, like the, the faker from India, the Leo faker, that's like, that, that's coin the grail. It's not the rarest. It's not the most expensive, but that figure is just coin the grill. And to me, it'll always, that'll be the grill, you know? Why? Why the India one? It's just a unique figure. And it's just like, um, it's it's hard to explain. It's insane hard to get. And there's just like this mystical power around it. You know, it's like, once you find it, you found it, you know, it's like, it's pretty crazy. And, Faker uh, to begin with is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty far out. It's a, it's the blue He-Man yeah. figure. You take you take his vest off, and there's robotic parts underneath it. It's it was yeah, this one, the the India one, the India. Okay, so the India one doesn't have the sticker, uh-huh. but it has it has a, a staff, a sword, and a skirt, and the Skeletor armor. So it has uh-huh. more pieces, all in all in the orange color. And it's got like a black on the eyes, and like some green and red on the eyes. It's just kind of like a real, just, I don't know, kind of spooky, kind of cool looking figure. And what, was that me or you? I think that was, sorry, I don't know how to turn this off. It's all good. This is my wife's computer, so <laughs> I'm no. not good. What does she think about your Masters of the Universe collection? Oh, she thinks I'm a nerd, man. Really? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, She supports it. I mean, she's really, she's great. She, you know, she like, she supports me. You know, I, I have a, you know, I, level of house dedicated to it you know so she's she's awesome about it you know yeah she doesn't think it's like cool or anything you know like she she didn't grow up watching he-man or you know nothing like that so uh but she's she's very supportive does she have a favorite character now no no she she don't care about it like that you know (laughs) i'm her favorite he-man character i would like to say (laughs) there you go now okay so let's circle back to buzz off are bees like a thing for you Nah, you just it's not, it's not that deep, you know. I went for like, I want the cheapest figure so I can get the most of them. Yeah, how many buzz offs are there? Has that continued? Because I know they revamped the line over and over again. Um, has buzz off 
been involved in all the reboots or are we just talking um yeah original I'm, wave I'm, I'm you know when i when i speak about figures i'm normally talking about the vintage figures you know um whether they're international or you know um from the u.s market mm -hmm. and but, what, you know, what years are those what years are the are the what's the what's considered vintage now 82 uh, to what well, um it's the it was 82 to 86 is when the vintage toy line ran for for the states you know Mm -hmm. and you know different countries ran through early 90s and stuff like that but uh the, for the u.s market it was to 86 and you do, do you collect anything beyond that yeah i collect every literally everything so like, every every masters of the universe uh phase you have pieces I, from i i don't collect like so it's a little overwhelming when i say everything i don't mean everything everything i don't collect the 200x toy line i don't collect classics is that this is that the 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 maddie collector stuff or is that the super yeah, stuff? Yeah. both that both of those companies did that yeah the classics but I, yeah those i think those are great figures i think they're really cool but there's, there's a lot of them and i just don't have the space and it's just really I don't know. I think they're cool, but they're just not for me. You know, there's still so many vintage things I need that I just rather stick to the focus. Yeah. And also like with the Maddie collector stuff, do you think that that was almost like um, kind of manipulative in the way that they <clears throat> would release them and you didn't know how many quantities there were and they would sell out in a hyper way. And then there was I, no I don't think they knew what they were doing. Tell me. I'm I'm not saying I don't think they know what they're doing. I just think they didn't know how to anticipate the proper way to do it. You, you know, it's like they were trying something, you, you know, and uh, it, it worked for them, I guess, enough as they wanted it to, you know. Um, obviously, they could have sold a lot more figures if they wanted to, I feel like, but they don't know that. And then maybe they wouldn't have, you know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's something to the scarcity of it. I feel like it got people a little more excited about collecting them, but. Sure. Uh, and I know that you said you don't collect those, but you must keep an eye on the prices of those. Have those, are those like sky I, high in the aftermarket or th has that bubble popped? I think they're starting to go back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't keep up with that. And, and honestly, I don't remember a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but from what I gather, it was going down a little bit. Like they, you know, like all this stuff was happening and people were like looking at this other stuff. But from what I kind of heard, I've heard they're going back up. But I mean, realistically, right now, everything's going up. Like, the, yeah. I don't know too many things going down right now, you know, of anything in the world. So. Yeah. You also have to be wary when something is sold as a collectible. Like, you know that that's going to tank. That's never the way. No. You know, it's, it's crazy, though, because you never know what's going to pop. Because you see these figures, like, you know, like, especially like the modern stuff. Like that that Origins two pack, the one with the Keldor and the uh, the trap jaw looking guy. Yes, that thing came out in very limited quantities, and everyone wanted. It. Everyone's freaking out. People were paying almost three hundred dollars for this. It's crazy, and it's almost like all right, like Mattel was like, all right, we're listening. You want more of this, so we put them on the shelves. And now all of a sudden, everyone's complaining like, oh, these are shelf warmers, and I'm like, what are your people's problem? Like these right. are toys enjoy it like right. they they saw hey we didn't make enough of these people wanted them now we made them and now like some of these he-man people are babies dude you yeah. know 
They're in it for the wrong reasons. They're in it for the for the the dollar sign, and they're in it for maybe the bragging rights on the internet. That's you know what, dude. That's across the board. That's like every collector's market. There's people who want financial gains for it. There's people who want to flex on the internet, but there's also people that are passionate about it. And and I, and I mean, like, and just speaking with you, I could tell that you just really, really love these characters. I mean, that's all it. I love I love collecting. I love collecting He-Man. You know, specifically, I love being like. What I like is like, you know, I find out about this variant I never heard of, this obscure figure. And then it's like, all right, now the hunt's on. I got to find this. And I got to literally dig through the world to find this figure. It's Where cool. do you start? Cool. Do you start eBay? Do you start on eBay? Or do you? No, never. I, I, I got a lot of friends, you know, and like, uh, I like, you know, I like to be as cool with everyone as I can, you know, like, except you know, there's there's a lot of kind of piece of shit collectors out there who like to get over on people and exploit and make money and this and that. But I got a lot of poor, really awesome, good friends. And if I'm looking for something, you know, I go to my little group message and we talk about it and everyone puts the feelers out. And it's like we do it together. You know, it's like if one person's looking for something, we're all looking for it. That's amazing. What is the one piece you're going to take if there's a fire in your house? God forbid. Ah. Probably that India Faker figure. Um, that one, or there's another, uh, a Battle Armor He-Man from Venezuela that I like a lot too. So is the North America stuff bunk? No, it's great. It's the originals. Yeah. So you, there's you know? just little minor tweaks. You're going to have to send me pictures. And if that's okay, I mean, because I, mean, I run an Instagram with this too, as you've seen, I'd love yeah. to get some shots of these figures. Because I, I had no idea that the the international figures have little swipe, little slight tweaks on them. I mean, there's not, I mean, these, there's like, you know, small tweaks and like huge tweaks, you know, like some of these figures are like completely different figures, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of it gets down to the like tiniest, tiniest of details that most people would care less about, you know, but there's, you know, there's some very like, crazy looking figures they're just insane you know like that some of these other countries did i mean even the united states stuff the united states has some pretty rare you know weird little variant figures you know so the india faker that's that's the that's the gem of your collection one of them you know do you have any regrets like the ones i got rid of or something or no like ones that you might have spent and i don't want to know a dollar amount but one you might have gone overboard and you might have spent too much on Oh no, I don't. I don't think about that. To me, I I try to take money out of the equation as much as possible. Yeah. I buy figures. You know, I got some really expensive figures. I got some crazy stuff, but I mean, that's not what I'm trying to think about when I'm doing figures. You know, it's like it's like that's the last thing I want to talk about. You know, like not not to you specifically. You know, but I'm saying like when it when it comes to like thinking about that kind of stuff, I get the figures. And then I don't think about it anymore because I don't I don't sell figures, you know, like if I had if I like buy a couple figures and I have like a double, you know, I'll sell it or I mostly try to trade it. But I don't, I'm not like a seller or nothing. I'm just a, a collector. Sure. And there's so much value. I'm a collector myself. And there's so much value when you really want something. And, and you know, there, there is there's always the money that you have to spend to get it. But there's a real value to, to having that thing. And there's a joy that comes with it for a certain type of personality type. Um, so I'm not trying to disparage whatsoever, but I know in my own exploits, there's been times when I've said, Oh, like that was, that was a lot. That was a little too much that I spent on that. Uh, I I mean, I I try to be, 
I'm not the guy who likes to brag about overpaying or nothing. I like, I still like to get everything as cheap as I can, you know, sure. like, so, uh, I feel like most things I have, I've done pretty well on, you yeah. know, I, I totally believe too, like, like, and good, like good toy karma, you know, if you're good to people, you know, people will be good back and it just kind of works like that. Yeah. You know, there's a real overlap too. Cause I've, uh, I, um, spent a, a good amount of time collecting um, vinyl toys from Asia. Sure. Um, and those can co cost a pretty penny. And there are the, certainly the types of people who had the collections where they're looking at the dollar amount, but then there are also the people that had the collections that are really passionate about these characters. Now, a lot of these characters had no license to them. They are completely independently made toys. Um, like Safubi stuff and stuff like that? Right. Yes, like Secret Base, Real Head, Bounty Hunter. I collect Cause stuff too. I mean, Cause is a different piece altogether. I got, I got this. I got not a lot of this stuff. I got this one, you know, this Oh, one. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So they then. Were, uh, Mishka or something. Uh-huh. Is that, is that, uh, is that the Mishka uh, uh, vinyl toy? That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I had. Okay. So my first guess was um, Michael Bortnick, who was the co-founder of Mishka. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I don't, I just thought it was cool and I bought it. I, one of my friends collects that stuff really hard. So uh Yeah. Okay, well, so you meet the same type of, you know, there's the passionate types, then there's the types that are looking at the dollar amount and resale. Uh, but on some of these messages, I, I was on a message with the Super 7 message board way back in the day. It's called Skullbrain. I think it's still around, but it was very, it was a very passionate crowd. Um, and it was before like Facebook. It was, it was right around like the MySpace era. So sure. you had a lot of people congregating on message boards and it was a very cool scene. I mean, you had some perpetrators on there, but there were also people that they knew that, you know, even though the prices of these were skyrocketing, people would, would trade them or sell them for retail within the community because they knew that there were these people that they were selling to aren't just going to flip it. They're really passionate and they want it for their collection. So hearing what you're talking about, it rings true. And that's just, I think that's just a, a trait across collect the, the, the kind of realm of collecting um, where there are people that uh, are really passionate and will hook up the, the, the people who are real, really truthful to the game, so to speak. Totally. Yeah. You know, like I have a network of friends that we just, you know, we're like a, like a group, you know, like we just do this all together. You know, we take care of each other. Yeah. You know, there's times where it's like, all right, I need to buy a figure. I need this much money. So I have to sell this figure for this much money. Sorry, nobody's getting the hookup today. Right. You know, you know, there's this, those times, but you know, if it's like, Hey, I got an extra one of these, I'll, you know, whatever I pay for, you can have it for that. You know, like a lot of that going around, but there's also, you know, what I've been noticing a lot lately is, uh, these like kind of like grail chaser type collectors. And they just want everything like rare and expensive. And, uh, I get that. Like, I, I, I mean, getting rare expensive figures is amazing but it's i you know it's just like kind of like i don't care about that you know it's like i just want to collect you know i want all of it you know if i want the rare stuff i like the cheap stuff too you know like i don't care. like i said i try to keep the the financials like as tucked away and hidden as possible and just kind yeah. of focus. on on one hand you want to be able to be enjoying your collection when you're looking at it you don't want to think about it in terms of dollar signs, because at the end of the day, 
the only people who are going to appreciate the ones that are super rare and hard to get are the small batch of people that are in the know of that. Mostly sure. you're going to have your house guests, your friends, your wife's friends, your family coming in, and they're not going to know that there's a faker from India in your glass case, but they may see the buzz off that came from, you know, just the regular line and they'll start talking to you about that one. So on cool. one hand, you have to be careful about why you want these things. But on the other hand, you know, as you know, like with collecting and collectors, the, their acquisitions become part of their identity. It becomes who they are. So for a certain crowd, it's like, well, I, I want to base my identity on having these ultra rare things because that in, you know, in their mind, it makes them an ultimate type of collector, someone who is above the normal standard of uh, regular collecting. If that yeah. exists, I don't buy that, but I understand that. No, and, you know, a lot of people want to be the, the guy, you know, the, yeah. the hardcore. I want to be a part of the elite, the hardcore collecting and all yeah. this. You know, it's like for me, I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you got, how many figures. You know, if you're cool, you're cool. Yeah. You know, you could, you could have like, oh, you could be like, oh, I got three Origins figures. You know, if I click with you, I click with you. You know, like. Which one's Origins? Like, like the newer like the newer vintage inspired ones oh um, yeah you, so you know why like, don't you mess with those why don't you are they just like i don't no, i collect those i like oh those. you do okay yeah those are the re wait are those the remakes that are like the retro play type because i know that they did like a it's yeah, like retro the but it's remodeled it's like a redesign of it but it's like retro style very similar similar to the old figures but they, they're like more articulated and, and they seem like they're having a little fun with it doing a couple like homages and stuff like that mm-hmm I don't particularly love those. They're too articulated. There's something lost in there. I don't like it. articulation. I hate I hate seeing articulation of figures. I think that's what uh, with the classics that that Maddie collector stuff. I just hate seeing like articulation seams and stuff. Yeah. I think the five point five original He Man line like was so smart because all the articulation was like. And, and spots where it was hidden, you know, like the arm would be here, you know, it makes sense in the waist and the legs. And there was no, no like ugly articulation, like plastic gaps sticking out. It was like seamless, you know, it was like really thought out. Yeah, there is something very classic about the He-Man pose. It's very definitive. It has the, you know, the, the bent knees. The, the yeah, I mean, it's, a little bent. You know, it's, it's like strong, you know, like yeah. it's, it's real powerful. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how much, just how much there is out there. Let's talk a little about the merch now. Okay. Is there an era of merch that you have a cutoff of? Will you buy it still now? Yeah, I every you know like like for the modern stuff, I really like the store displays. Like anytime I get a chance to swipe a store display from a store, I love doing that. Is that something uh, where, you, where you go to the manager and say, hey, can I have that? Or is it in the garbage? Or do you literally just... No, I just, I just grab it and walk out the store. Have I, you ever it, had any problems doing that? That's awesome. Have you ever had any problems? No. Um, no. I mean, you know, there's smaller ones and bigger ones and stuff. Um, I, didn't get, I didn't get all of them like that, but there's, there's some I have. And it's pretty much like every time I asked for it, they said no. Yeah. So, you know, I get to a point where it's like, I see people on the internet with it. You know, and I'm like, worst case scenario, I could get to the door and they tell me I can't have this. And I put it down where I go, you know, like that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's like yeah. so I just grab it and buy whatever, you know, walk up to the self-checkout, have this giant display. Yeah. Buy my toys and walk out. No one says anything. 
That's great. Where do you buy your toys? Is it just Walmart and Target these days? Like the um, new ones. If you're going to buy a new toy, where are you buying it from? Yeah, yeah, I try to go through the retail, you know. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of uh, independent, like vintage toy stores here. Well, um, so where do you live again now? Where do you live, I live again? In St. Louis, Missouri. That's right. You told me that. So St. Louis is a big toy town. Huge. It's it's insane. You know, there's like probably 10, 15 vintage toy stores here. Wow. Um, and there's toy shows and flea markets with like a lot of toy booths. I wow. probably shouldn't be telling people this because they're gonna come run up my spots. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so so in terms of merch, are you collecting like the birthday decorations, like the He-Man cups and like the the yeah, tablecloths? Everything. everything. I mean, what's, like, the, what's the oddest thing of He-Man that you have besides that Swedish uh, store display? The oddest? Oh man, I don't almost know. random. Hmm. I don't, that's a that's a hard one there's so much weird stuff you know um i mean right here i got a cake pan you know you got weird stuff like that that's a uh, cake pan in the shape of he-man and he's in a battle pose yeah that's amazing here's a weird one this one this one is not an official he-man but it's a it's a knockoff but i always thought he was really weird looking it's got the he-man oh face, yeah but he's like this gothic looking. Is that a custom? Is that a custom toy? No, that's real. I do have a custom version of that. Wait, that was real? Where'd you? What is that? That's a toy line from the eighties. Um, I forget the name. Like Dragon Rider, not Dragon Riders, but it's something. It comes on a little dragon vehicle thing. And they There's just use like them. the They use they just miniaturize the He-Man sculpt and just put put them on a on a dragon motorcycle. Uh, there's all kinds of that stuff <laughs> but you know, I, I mean i have some crazy some weird stuff you know it's just kind of there's just so much of it you, you know like like i could show you visually a lot easier than i could tell you yeah let's see some if you don't mind yeah let me see if i can let me see if i can see how to flip this are you on a laptop yeah and the you camera can flip oh that's cool I don't know. Can, you, can you do that i don't, I don't know. think so no i don't think so Okay. It's all good. Wow, you literally have a whole wing downstairs. How many square feet is that? Uh, eight hundred. That's insane. Like, and you I have okay. So just because I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the video on YouTube, but like just for people listening to this. So Mike has a whole basement full of He-Man ephemera toys. He has a whole line of uh, Buzz Off the Bee Guy lining the the ceiling. He has. How many case, how many glass cases full of toys do you have? Six? Glass cases? Yeah. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in this room. And they're just full of Masters of the Universe toys. And they're all assembled. They're all neatly organized. You have like lighting effects here. You have even like the jumbo sized figures. Wow. You have stick, you have all all the random stuff too how long is this you started in 2013 yes wow do you see yourself yeah. stopping is there a piece where you're like all right i did it you have i mean you have the india faker but is there is there are there more pieces that are still out there that you're just kind of hammering for there's there's no there's no ending you know it's never ending there's, there's no one person who can have the entire masters of the universe collection yeah i'll show you this though while we're walking around uh -huh. here we're going to this i don't know how to do the camera this will be 
my door here. Uh -huh. So let's see. So then, how? So when you were living in in Jacksonville, did you have a toy room that extensive? No, no, I didn't have a toy room in Jacksonville. So, but this is my entrance. Oh, it's like a secret entrance. It is. So, let's see here. It's like the bookshelf, and then it comes yeah. down. So you have the oh, door. You have, you have the Castle Grayskull graphic on the door from the Filmation cartoon. Yes. Oh, you're deep. You have He-Man tattoos, you must. I have one. What we got here, we got, I don't know if you can see it, but the, the little battle oh, cat knocker. That is, wow, you're in it. But yeah, that goes down into, that's kind of how it starts here. Wow. You can see a little fluff down there. Uh -huh. Do you collect the original paintings of the um, packaging? Everything I can, yeah. You know, I mean, those I love the the paintings that were yeah. on the boxes of stuff. Like, oh yeah, that's like a you have a filmation print right there. I love the um the paintings of and the drawings from the original packaging. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, same. I have I have a lot of artwork. I mean, as you can see, like there's posters. Like every almost every inch of the room is is posters yeah. and artwork. Are you a fan of the movie? No, not particularly. It's a, you know, it's like it was really bad, but now you know it's kind of iconic now with yeah. the with the, the line and stuff. But I, I I didn't think it was you know a good movie. They recently made figures of that, right? There's like a there's like a Skeletor and a He Man. They didn't make the Gwen Gwendor or whatever the the guy was. Yeah, Gwendor. Yeah. yeah. They, they made a whole lot. Did you get any of those figures? No, um, not at the moment. I'm going to. Yeah. Because um, I do have, like, I am working on it. So I had to get some water. Uh -huh. um, is that a He-Man cup you're drinking out of? No, this is something about cats. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a bunch of He-Man cups, though. And that's a sweet T-shirt you're wearing. You're wearing a, a Spanish version of Masters of the Universe T-shirt? Yeah, this shirt was made by Toy Snobs. Uh-huh. Um, a buddy of mine who's down in South Florida. He makes really cool uh, Masters of the Universe t-shirts. Where in South Florida? I think he's in Miami. Oh, cool. I'm from Miami. Cool. I know a lot of people in Miami. Are they collectors of He-Man? You know a lot of people like that? There's a couple. Yeah. Um, my buddy Dave Cardona. Uh -huh. He's a tattooer. Um, he's a big collector there. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Alejandro. He's a, a chef out there. Yeah. Yeah. Both very hardcore collectors. Great guys. Yeah. There were some good toy stores in Miami back in the day. Yeah. I never got to do any toy hunting in Miami, really. Yeah. It's a bit di way different city now. And it's all <clears throat> specialized now. But back in the day, there were a lot of different toy stores and comic book shops. And that kind of back to what we were talking about, like Florida in general and collecting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think it is? People in Florida are, are, are like excessive, they're extra. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when someone in Florida go, gets into something, they just they want to go crazy with it always. Yeah, that's good. I like where you're going with that one. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 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 too, like the color, everything in Florida is like very colorful. Yeah. You know, I noticed the difference moving to St. Louis, where it's like a little more gray, you're surrounded by bricks and uh, more city, grimy. But like, like, especially like when you get to South Florida, like it's just very vibrant colors everywhere, you know, and that's like, the thing there is like everything's loud like that 
Yeah. And maybe it's also because there's a lot of space. Maybe like, because in South Florida, like, no, I mean, everything is different now, but when we were coming up, just the real estate in a lot of South Florida, like you were living in the sticks, but you were living in a big house. So oh, yeah, yeah. Fill it was something, right? Totally. Maybe. I like the Disney thing a little better than that one. Than that, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, so are you stoked for the, re- the new, new reboot of Masters? The Kevin Smith reboot? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a chance and watch it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really... I don't know. It, it's not, you know, like, it's not for me. It's for the, it's for the new people, you know, like, let them have it. Like, I like what I like. I already know that he, man, I like, you know, um, if it's cool, it's cool. If it's not, you know, maybe uh, at least uh, some cool toys will come out of it and, and it'll keep the brand going no matter what. Yeah. You got to keep the brand going because when they do this new stuff, he, man, always resorts back to the vintage stuff because there's a financial market for that. Yes. So even if they're doing, modern new style stuff they'll throw in like vintage inspired cups or you know like they'll do something like to keep those people you know like people like myself happy yeah there's it's just it's it's hard to divert and maybe this because there's no mythology attached to the og stuff it's hard to 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 conceptualize he-man away from the 80s toys and they and they've and, tried with new figure lines and they've tried re-envisioning it. I see you have the, the a banner behind you from one of the reboots that was the space one, right? Is that that mm-hmm. banner behind you? Yep. That was so out of left field. That completely didn't work. And I feel it, it's going to be hard. The ch- I feel like the challenge is now with the new He-Man stuff. And I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, he's very passionate for that stuff. If anybody's going to do it, it should be him. But there's something that's going to be a challenge to it in trying to connect a mythology to it now, it well, seems, it, it, seems yeah, like not, it might be contrived. Yeah, it, it's it's not going to be what of it, it's it, it will never be what like say like a vintage collector will want it to be. Right. Um, it's just not going to happen. You, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's probably all behind the scenes reasons for licensings and and you know you got the the filmation stuff and you got the mattel stuff and and you know like it it costs way less to to reinvent a character as opposed to buying the the new he the old he-man and using that so and also look there's some kids that just want to play with he-man and that's awesome yeah i mean like i said boys aren't just for 30 and 40 year olds you know what i mean yeah, I mean, as long as they're as long as they're keeping it the brand alive and doing something fun with it, you know, like I think it'll do fine. Yeah, I think it'll do fine even if it doesn't. You know, like it doesn't the the, the line doesn't need any of this stuff because there's still there's still people who just focus on the vintage stuff and yeah. and like I mean, you could spend your entire life trying to collect everything vintage and you never will. There's a lot of rich collectors out there who don't have it all. You know what I'm saying? Like people get run out of he-man if they're being too lame you know like the community really kind of puts their foot down and like sometimes maybe a little too much but you know like they you know they kind of keep the scumbags out tell me what what like what are some of the what's some of like the perpetrating that goes on in the he-man collector circles 
Is it just flipping stuff? Is it the, is it that type of? No, 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 no. The the, the bad stuff at He Man is is a lot making fake stuff, selling fake figures. Because when you get into these figures, you know some of these figures one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars. You know, you get into expensive figures, and they're very obscure differences. You know, it's like, well, this figure is now a thousand dollars because of like three or four little yellow stripes on the tail or something. You know. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, so, because of that simplistic, iconic sculpt, they're very easy to counterfeit these days. Well, a lot of it's paint apps, you know, like, so people are kind of like doing that, removing paint or repainting stuff or oh. swapping parts, you know, because there's certain figures in different countries, like there might be a buzz off that has like legs from a He-Man, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like people like, essentially try to build that figure and sell it or you know that you or people making reproduction you mm -hmm. know weapons and accessories same thing like star wars and transformers you know there's a lot of a lot of people kind of making fake stuff and and that so that's no good no that's when you know having the the friends you know the network and you know if, you, if you're curious you can send it to your friend and they can Kind of look at it and give you the, the okay or not if somebody were to come up to you and say mike i really love he-man and i want to start a he-man collection where do i start you know i would just kind of be like well what do you like do you like figures do you like cartoons you know i would just say start just to go buy something yeah you know, like like look through everything and see what you think is cool because you never figure it out until years down the road you know yeah um collecting especially very intense collecting it, it's something that you, you mature as you go mm -hmm. you know I've, I've gone so many different routes of I collect vintage only to now some modern to now everything to now just this or you know my collections changed you know 20 30 different times tell me about that how did it start and did it start with buzz off or what, what was it starting what did it start with in terms of Masters of the Universe, where'd you start? What was like your first few that you bought? It was uh, He-Man, Skeletor, and Manny Faces. Manny Faces was good. Yeah, it was a cool figure. You know, you know, super interesting and smart, smart. You know, and it had the three different heads in them. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redact what I said earlier. It's not just the first wave. There were some real gems down the line in each in each different wave that would come out. There really were. I mean, I think every figure. There's a couple that I'm not super into. I think every figure is special in its own way. And if you really, you know, the way you, the way I like to dive into figures, you start figuring out unique things about each. Because to me, like the storyline, the cartoon, and all that, like I really don't think about that. I look at it as like a collection. You know, it's like like a lot more on the collecting part of it, where I want to find these things. You know, yeah. it's like. I want this figure with every marking, with every color it came out with and, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they do really do have good shelf appeal. The figures really do. They all look to good together. And I don't know if that's because they're basically the same body. You know, the, the legs oftentimes are in the same pose, correct? Yeah, yeah. The legs, kind yeah. of like every, athletic stance, right? Yeah, there's definitely like a format, you know? Yeah, and they look good together. Like when you have a, like I'm looking at, I was looking at your collection, like the shelves, like there's some cohesion to it and there's different colors and it really see they're very, they're very collectible in a sense. And it's no wonder they've endured so long. 
and, and there's really just there's so many you know like there's just so many different variants and so many different versions and when you get into the hardcore collecting it's just cool because like you know i still find out about new figures i never heard of you know and mm-hmm. it's like oh cool i gotta find this now you know it's all about the, the hunt you know and yeah and, and that is it basic to want uh, a skeletor collection i love that you know i love like specific you know one of my good friends wayne um wayne ricks is a a skeletor guy you know that's his saying so when i have questions about a skeletor i can hit him up and he can just let me know because he knows everything about skeletor you know and there's a couple you know there's a guy named mike mckell in uh sweden and there's a you know skeletor and he-man the, the, there's quite a few people who kind of use that as a sub focus you know yeah some people it's like a, a full focus, some people it's a, a sub focus, you know, like I have a, you know, little Skeletor tributes all throughout the house and stuff. It's ultimate yin and yang. He-Man Skeletor is yin and yang at its finest. Totally. Um, I have toyed with the notion, and I've said this before on the podcast, um, with doing an all trap jaw collection, but I know that it's going to be a money pit. There's so many other things that I collect and it's such a commitment. If I say to myself, okay, I'm finally going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to start acquiring a trap jaw collection. I know that I'm the type of person that's going to seek out the hard to find stuff. And I really am trying to avoid that commitment. I'll tell you this, because I've known multiple people who've done that with trap jaw. The tricky thing about trap jaw is it has a lot of accessories. Yes. You know, so you got three weapons, you got the belt, you know, um, you got the little loop on the head, which is an accessory, but it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of those break off. So it's another like variable to add into, you know, a focus like that. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a hard one. I, I have, I've had two buddies, actually one of my buddies got his trap jaw collection from the, the original trap jaw collector. Uh-huh. I think that collection is now passed on. So it's crazy. Like this full, I'm talking like hundreds of these things, yeah. you know, I even feel like that's kind of basic, like a trap jaw collection. That's not deep. Like you're deep. You're doing buzz off. Like you're not joking around. You're not a noob. You're you're really in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, trap jaw is iconic. You know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's cool. I like the character specific kind of focus. Yeah. And you're not. um, You don't do the mondo stuff. Are you really just a purist like that? It's just Mattel OG. No, I, I like I said, I, I dabble in if I like it, I like it. The yeah. Mondo stuff to me, the price point of those is a little much like been, been the appeal for me. Yeah, because once I get started getting into those numbers, I start thinking of vintage figures I could be checking off. Yeah, and you I know, feel like, like go on. Oh, I was just gonna say with like some of the modern stuff, these 15 20 figures. You know, you get the little Hot Wheels car. That's $5 stuff. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, I have no problem buying a couple of these here and there. That's cool, you know, but I don't want another sub-focus that's going to be, you know, another five, $6,000 to complete, you know, like, because I do, once I start getting into something, it's like, all right, now this is part of my focus. So I need all these, whatever it may be, you know. I feel like often the mistake with um, the He-Man revamps is that they try to make them too badass too edgy too dark there was such a nice balance of um childhood playfulness but also something a little bit um 
sinister, but joyfully sinister about the villains. I feel yeah. like with like the Mondo stuff, it's just a little too badass, a little too dark, a little yeah. too on the nose, so to speak. Totally. And and I think, you know, like if they ever do redo a movie, I hope they don't go that direction at all. You know, like, like super dark. I agree. I, definitely not. I would I wanted to be more like playful and silly and colorful and uh like more like that. Like like or if they would have done dark, I think like in in the eighties. I think if like Jim Henson or something, somebody like that would have done it, it would have been really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because, you know, the, the old movie wasn't on attorney. It was this weird plot that no one's ever connected to He-Man whatsoever. But I think if they, you know, just, I mean, literally, if they just took a cartoon and made that a movie, that's what everyone wants, you know, mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Did you like the Hordak movie, The Horde? Remember the one was that? Have you ever seen the cartoon movie where they introduced Hordak outside of Shiva? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of that stuff in, in years. Yeah, I love that. I mean, there's not a, a He-Man episode I didn't. You know, I, I loved it all. You know, I just like watching it. Um, what about Shira? Because Hordak came from Shira. Do you collect any Shira stuff? No, I think I maybe have like one Shira pop or something, and yeah. that's it. Um, they just did. I didn't play with it as a kid. Doesn't really do anything for me. So yeah, I think it's cool. You know, I like if I see something like overly horde, like more horde than Shira, like I'll get something like that. But eh, you know, not for me. What about the slime stuff? Do you have any like the slime stuff still in package? Yeah, I got I got one right here. That stuff was awesome. Battle damage was awesome for me, and the slime was so killer. Yep. Oh, it's still in the package? You think that's all dried up or you think it's still wet in there? Uh, it feels a little dry. A little, <laughs> a little, maybe a gloppy dry. That has such a specific scent. I can recall the scent just by looking at that package. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Is there a ultimate um, figure that maybe you've dreamed of that, he, that Masters of the Universe didn't make but would fit perfectly in the world that you would love to see? Nah, I don't think about it like that. I want what's out there. You know, like, I want what already exists. Yeah. And um, do I, don't, you... I don't get too conceptional with that. I don't think, of, you know, like, my, my focus is just, like, get everything that's out there. You know, like. Yeah. Do you have a He-Man movie script that you've been working on for the past 20 years or something? Like, do you have the perfect film? No. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. <laughs> Nah. Who's the perfect man to play He-Man or female if we're going to go that way? But who would who's a perfect actor these days to play He-Man? I don't, I don't know, man. You know, that's that's a that's a tricky one. It's hard. That, that fella that they were going to use, um, I don't think is the right pick. Nothing against that guy that they were going to use. Um, I forget his name. A real pretty looking fella. Um, oh, they, did they have an actor in mind? Let me look. Had a guy. It was like a uh, like a. I don't know. I did like. I don't know what he did, but uh, I don't think he was the right guy. I don't know who it would be. I mean, you, I would say one of these like crazy wrestler looking dudes or something, you know, mm -hmm. like just someone's big, you know, like, I mean, I, th I think Dolph Lundgren was a great choice for like. He looked good. All right. He did look good. Like, that was a great He-Man, you know, it's just they didn't, didn't do the right thing with him, but mm -hmm. um. I have no clue who would do it now. I would say it's probably like one of these wrestlers or UFC guys or something. Just a, a big old muscle dude. 
Noah Centenio. Did I get that right? Centenio? Yeah. yeah, I think that's his name. Oh, he's got know. a good look, but that's a young He-Man. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, you know, he's a cute fella, real, real handsome looking fella. But I just, if I want a He-Man, I want just like, I want a dude who's ripped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, He's got to be able to rock that mullet cut too, man. That's a big part of it too. He's got to have the right hair. He-Man, the hair is... Oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, separate I just, the two. Like I see, like a like an old Arnold Schwarzenegger, so like a look like that playing He Man, you know, yeah. like not someone who's like in shape. I'm, you know, I want somebody to be like, hey, I ain't gonna mess with this guy. You know, like, that's, that's He Man. We need Beefcake He Man, right? I mean, yeah, it's a literal most powerful man in the world. You yeah. know, like that dude's not gonna be like average looking. Yeah. With a beautiful face, you know, he needs to be muscles too. Yeah. Um, so would you say you're running out of space? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you would have saw my, my collection before I moved in here, it was just in a guest bedroom. Yeah. And you know, my, my, my old house, it was just a bed and like literally like just wall covered ceiling, everything. Like all this was in a, a small bedroom. Yeah. So I got so much room. I mean, I, I'm out of space, but I can, I can make it work. No problem. That's the beauty yeah, I'm good at Tetrising things in here. It's the words of a true collector. I enjoy it. You know, I like the quantity. You know, like I have a lot of friends who are into uh, quality collecting. Like, I only want, you know, like 25 figures of the most badass figures that's ever existed. You know, like the rarest top figures. And I think that's awesome. That looks beautiful. Yeah. But I want to be like engulfed. You know, like I want to pretty much just be surrounded when you have a, a whole collection of things, whether it be He-Man or whether it be, you know, dishes or Hummels or whatever, there is something that is so striking about having them in mass as opposed to, uh, oh, I have a few over here in a corner. When you have them presented in a glass case and you put them in the proper element, it takes on a, more of an elevated meaning to it. So I understand <laughs> when you say quantity because there's something so impressive about seeing the whole line, it puts it into a different context when you see them amongst um, the, the other additions um, sure. together in a presentation. And, and, you know, like, like I said, I like, I like to be a quite overwhelming with it. You know, I like kind of going over the top and, you know, when, when you, when you come in the room here, like, you know, I tried to make it really thought out, you know, it, it's crazy, but it's like, everything's kind of thought out. Like, you got the little secret door and then everything like in the staircase is green, you know, and it's like got like the green brick walls, like Castle Grayskull. And then as soon as you walk in, it comes down on the ground. There's like the big vinyl of the trap door from Castle Grayskull and the green lighting and there's Castle Grayskull things everywhere. And then that transitions into like the blue side of it where it's all Skeletor stuff and stuff like that. And then I got the back stuff with like, like not like like the museum kind of look with the, the white lighting and the glass cases and the red carpet, you know, that's kind of in the back. So, yeah, you could really appreciate the artistry. I guess that's what I was getting at. And to, to your point, what you're saying right now, you really appreciate the artistry when you're when you're in the midst of all of it put together in a certain context as a, as aside from just seeing one toy here or there. It's almost yeah. like, you know, that room is almost like an initiation into it. It kind of it, it kind of uh, consumes your senses and it kind of washes over you and you kind of get to see the artistry that went behind 
this certain figure line. And we talk about we talk about consumerism and and corporate interest and stuff, but there really is kind of an artistry to the action figure. I oh. think the action figure is very it's like our new T-shirt. There's like a, an action figure for everything these days. And it's like how people kind of, you know, it's a way for people to express themselves. You know, sure. the person who is a nine to five or in the office or even the massive collector that's committed, that's committed a whole lifestyle to it. There, there's, it's, it's a mode of expression these days. Sure, totally. You know, and, 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 you know, for me, like in my personal life, this isn't as out there, you know, like this is like a little secret world I live in. And then, you know, I go to work and do my own thing. And me and my wife, we do our things and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. kind of uh, somewhere I can disappear away from everything too, you know, like, I mean, for a while, I didn't even want to like, like have a face. I just wanted to be a collection, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just did wanted to disconnect completely and just be a collection. But I've been having fun with it and talking with people and, you know, I've been working on some YouTube videos and uh -huh. doing some stuff like that too. So, so I'm literally, I was allowed into the Batcave. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you, so your sure. friends, I mean, I imagine most of your close knit friends know that you're a he a masters of the universe collector, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like locally, like when I have friends come over, we hang out here, we smoke some doobies and stuff and just mm -hmm. kind of hang out in the room and stuff. And, you know, most of my friends don't care about it, you know, like, like that, they think it's awesome, you know, but, you know, we're just hanging out and doing our thing and they're stoked for me when I do stuff, but we're just chilling, you know, but then I do have a lot of people who like come through travel, you know, I've had people from all over the world come to see the collection and a lot of people passing by and I'm always having guests, whether it's people from work or my family or my, my wife's friends or family or, you know, so we always have people passing through a lot of collectors and so that's cool. That's amazing that you've made uh, friendships and you've made some real um, personal connections through this collection. Yeah, yeah, I've made some, you know, some of, my, some of my current, even best friends, you know, not like my childhood friends, but like some these guys I talk to every day and, and we link up, you know, it's like, like I, I try to go to these places, you know, if I get close with someone like, like my buddy Ronnie in Sweden, you know, we spoke for a few years and it's just like, hey man, he invited me. I went, you know, and uh, you know, I like to travel to these places, you know, and, and see these things. And like, I, you know, to me, it's like a goal to like, like where these, these the figures come from, go to the country and buy the figure, you know, like, yeah, that country, I think it's, it's a cool thing to do. And I get to take my wife all around and we know, you know, have someone to like host us and show us around locally and stuff. So it's cool. You like to make it an experience acquiring these yeah. pieces of yours. Totally. You know, like, I like, you know, like having people over, you know, like when I was just down in Jacksonville, Florida, a couple of weeks ago, you know, some of my friends from Argentina were in Miami and they came up to Jacksonville and we did some toy hunting together. It's, it's cool. Oh, it's amazing. Know? Well, thank you so much for letting me peek in on this. I feel like we should check in um, every few months or so and we could talk more about this because there's so much more I'd love to get to. There's Anytime. just just simply not time but i want to i want to leave with this one question how has um collecting masters of the universe changed your life and how or how has it affected your life it's given me a decompression of my brain you know you know what i'm saying like so i work a lot i work a lot it's, it's somewhere where i can just leave reality and and just relax and only have fun the collecting has really done that for me and just let me uh you know, just let me think about some fun stuff, decompress. I get to meet a lot of cool people and uh, it's been great.